Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Please be seated. Thank you, worship team. Make yourselves comfortable. Come on, let's give the worship team a hand of appreciation. Oh, gee. Oh, I just want to kind of, oh, something, there's a bit of an overflow there. I just got very excited when I heard you mention something called the Revival Channel. Is that a thing? I haven't heard of that. We're going back to your place for lunch. Can you show me the Revival Channel? I want to see what this is about. Oh, it sounds awesome. Oh, great to be here. How you going, church? You good? I tell you what, last night we had a wonderful night, and apart from uh, the Lord Jesus, I'll tell you who the star of the show was. The star of the show wasn't actually me, and it wasn't even Pastor Julie. Star of the show was Nana Colleen. Where is she? Where is Nana Colleen? Is she, where, or is she in hiding? People are, where she is? I tell you what, you should have seen Colleen strut her stuff on the catwalk. That, that woman owned it. I mean, supermodel 2018. There used to be a supermodel, Linda Evangelista. She said they wouldn't get out of bed for, for less than $10,000. Uh, remember that famous, she wouldn't get out of bed for less than $10,000. I don't know what Colleen's price is, but I tell you what, after last night's epic Appearance on the catwalk, I reckon she could command top dollar. Hey, it's just, uh, it was wonderful. So um, I've come today, uh, I've left my husband behind, but I brought my friend. So it's my, my, uh, my friend, my right hand. I have two women uh, who have uh, assisted me in ministry. Moses had Aaron and her, I have Sharon and her, you know. It's like these two incredible women. And uh, Yanitza has come with me. So uh, my friend Yanitza, who's Greek, I'm, I'm, I'm Italian, so you've got the best of Europe here today. Um, so if you see her, one, give him a wave. Kukla, there we go. Uh, so... So uh, let me just have a look at you. Um, tell you what, the water table of God's presence has risen since I've been here last. No question. And I had a great time last night. I had fun. It's not always fun in ministry. I know, that's just the truth. It's not always, there was an ease. I didn't quite say about hurricanes. You kind of, you know, <laughs> feel sort of shared about hurricane. Well, a bit, kind of, I suppose so, but it was easy. There was an ease last night, and that was because of the atmosphere that was here already, not because of me, to be honest. So, so that, that, that did make it fun. It's good, isn't it, when you don't have to break through and wrestle with, you know, serpents and scorpions and demons or whatever. It was it's great when you just come into a church and have some fun. So uh, today I have a message to share with you, and it is a message that I'm sharing most places I go at the moment. This is my word in season. This is a word that I believe that um, the Lord has to share with uh, the church in Australia, and uh, I want to impart some faith today. So let's pray. Shall we pray? I know that your pastor is doing live video. Did you just finish? <laughs> you got to be careful what you say these days. I used to be naughty, and now I've got to rein it in. I even, I even said, I even, 
I won't say what I did last weekend in church anyway. I said something I shouldn't have. And I realized, oh, that's right. All this stuff now is streamed and podcast and oh, I've got to behave myself. Lord Jesus, help me. Anyway, <laughs> Father, right now, I thank you that your word is alive, living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, I don't know every person here today by name, but you do. And I don't know what everyone is going through personally, because Lord, we, we all have a life. We all are living the reality of our life right now. And Father, I pray that no matter what people are facing, whatever they're walking through, I pray you'll take what I say and speak it to each one right where they're at. That Lord, at the end of the day, they won't hear the voice of a woman, but they'll hear your voice, the voice from heaven. So Heavenly Father, I pray today that you'll have your way and have your, your say let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here in Tuggera, here on earth in Tuggera as it is in heaven. And then if everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. Whoa, I'm heating up. And it's not hormones. Nice and warm. Okay, thank you. Here we go. Right here. Yes, move to my right. Thank you. <laughs> that is my preferred side. Makes it easy. I'm going to talk about faith today. Now, Hebrews 11.6, famous scripture, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's interesting because some scriptures in different versions of the Bible sound very different. Anyone notice that? You've got a favorite scripture, a favorite verse, and then you go read it in another version of the Bible. It sounds totally different. Like, does it really say that? Uh, hence, I'm not a huge fan of the NIV for that reason, because some of my favorite scriptures sound really, really different. It's not that the NIV is evil. If you've got the NIV, don't throw it away. There's no need. But the uh, point I'm, I'm going to make is this, is that I looked at this verse in, in dozens of versions of the Bible, including a few languages, other languages, to be honest, and... And it says the same thing. I mean, it is, it is virtually identical. In every version of the Bible, you could read, even the Amplified, they don't actually amplify this greatly. It, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So it's important. Who wants to please God? Give me a wave. I want to please God. But this is important. We can't overlook this, this faith thing. And the reality is we'll all be tested in our faith at some stage. I mean, if you haven't been, you haven't lived long enough. That's just the reality. And there'll be varying measures of crises of faith. Actually, just reminded me, during the worship, I, I felt and I saw, I saw seeds sprouting in this place. I saw seeds that have been sown. And you know what? You sow in tears, you'll reap with joy. And you're, you're in your reaping. I'm seeing a season of reaping. I'm seeing the germination of seeds sown in tears in times past that are actually coming they are in germination. Actually, the green shoots are there. It's not, it will be, it, it, it is happening. But the, the, the reality is we all, um, we all hit the wall now and again in the area of faith. Sometimes you might be going through something. All it takes is for you to be faced with something you've never been faced with before, to be, uh, confront a challenge, to be faced with a decision you've never been faced with before, to, to feel like your faith bucket is a little depleted. Feel like you need uh, some new faith. Everyone say new faith. And I believe today God wants to take the pressure off some of you because this whole faith thing seems hard. 
And maybe faith has seemed to you like work. And you have uh, been contending with and wrestling with faith, wanting to, to, to have more faith. Who has a desire here today to have more faith? And you're aware, you know, I, I have friends who have faced a like, cancer journey in, in recent times. And people strong in faith, all you have to do is be faced with something you haven't faced, been faced with before. And you feel like, well, where has my faith gone? Maybe you need some new faith today. And I want to have a fresh look at the word on the subject of faith. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. I'm going to read it to you consecutively in three different versions. It says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In the New Living Translation, it says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. And the Amplified it says, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity. What am I saying? This is what I'm saying. Faith starts with Jesus, ends with Jesus, and everything in between is Jesus. I tell you what it's not. We do not have the power within ourselves to create faith. We can't manufacture it. We can't force it. It's much more than confidence or positive thinking. And faith is not bravado. It's not a mask of denial. It is a supernatural spiritual force which is given to us for free. Cool. Romans 4.16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to to grace, that the promise might be sure to all the seed. So faith and grace. I love the way that this verse links faith and grace together. I don't know what your definition of grace is, but I love the old-fashioned one. God's riches at Christ's expense. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace is that which comes to us from God for free. Not because of who we are. Anything, any grace, any provision of God, any empowerment is a spirit, it's spiritual matter that comes to us, made available to us because of who He is. Not because of who we are, not because of what we have done, but because of what Jesus has done for us. You can be full of faith today because of our Lord Jesus. Jesus, the author. Faith starts with Him. Doesn't matter how ugly you are or how beautiful you are. Doesn't matter how thin you are, how fat you are, how smart you are, how stupid you are, how young you are, how old you are. It does not matter where you've come from, the right side of the tracks, the wrong side of the tracks, poor, rich. It does not matter. Faith knows no boundaries. Faith is not a discriminator. My God, that is hot off the press. I have never, ever said that before. Faith does not discriminate. Some of you might feel like, oh, you're in the lower class of faith and you look at others, oh, Oh, the faith giant, you have access to the same faith that anyone that you look at in admiration, you, you, doesn't matter how long you've been born again, how long you've walked with Jesus. Faith, it's spiritual matter. 
Oh, I don't think I've ever said it like that either. Faith is spiritual matter. It's a spiritual force. It's not just the people who've got the greatest control over their thoughts. It's not just the people who've got the audacity and the boldness and the courage to believe. No, the inception, the beginning, faith itself comes from God. Doesn't matter what country you come from. Doesn't matter if people like you or hate you, popular, unpopular, cool or not. I've never, ever said this before. Oh, I'm going to have to listen back to this. Oh, that's encouraging me. I'm getting encouraged today. Faith is according to grace. Oh, faith is according. It is a gift. It is. Now. Maybe there is an area of your life and you would recognize, you know, I need, I need, I need, I need more faith for this. Jesus about puffing myself out. I need to get fit. You know, I, mean, I need more faith. Anywhere where you are having an, an anxiety crisis, anywhere where fear grips your heart, you know, that it's, it's usually an indicator that you are in need of more faith in that area. I mean, Jesus, do you remember when they were, the disciples were in the boat and the storm hit and they're freaking out, we're going to die. Jesus actually said to them, he was asleep in the boat. And he actually said, you guys, where's your faith? And so there was a connection there, their fear and lack of faith. And so it's, it's, and I've got some areas in my life right now at this moment, if I can be this honest, that is freaking the daylights out. Like, I have got, uh, there, there have been times where I've woken up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. There have been times where I've woken up, like bolt upright. God, what's going to happen? Lord, what if? I know in my life that area needs more faith. And some of us think of faith as a work, that it just takes more work. And I used to teach this, and I'm kind of been repenting of it lately. I used to teach that faith was like a muscle. You know, that faith was a muscle, and, you know, if, if you just worked it, it got stronger, you know, so like lifting a weight. And Now, I'm not saying, now, I've been challenged on this only recently, but I'm not saying that faith doesn't require work, because we all know that faith without works is dead. But faith itself is not produced by work. Jesus is the author of faith. So I'm, I'm taking you back a step. I'm talking to the person here today who knows that they actually need more faith. I'm seeing an infusion, a fresh infusion of faith into your church. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm seeing a fresh infusion of faith. And God wants to encourage you that that actually comes from Jesus. Yeah, and so we don't produce faith by our works. Faith will require us to do something, to take a step of faith, but, but the faith is provided for by Jesus. If you've got Jesus, you can have faith. If you've got Jesus, you can have more faith. If you've got Jesus, you can have faith for something you've never had faith for before. I have a brother I've been praying for to come to know the Lord Jesus. For, I've been praying for him now, my goodness, nearly 40 years. And I've seen moments of hope. I think, here we go. And then, and then he comes to church. That happened once, once in 40 years. And I'm like, here we go, the breakthrough. And some of you are nodding. You absolutely know what I'm talking about. 
And then he has a supernatural encounter where he's on the road and these voices started going through his head. Paul, slow down. Paul, be careful. Paul, and he's like, what the heck? He's never had those voices before. Well, puts his foot on the brake just as a four-wheel drive comes flying through a stop sign. He actually rang me up and said, I think I've had a spiritual experience. What that was that? That's... I'm thinking, here we go. Now, that was 10 years ago. You would have thought he'd given his life to the Lord Jesus there on the spot. And I have to admit, there are times I think, I have no faith. I got no faith for this no more. Got no faith for this. But faith comes from Jesus, the author, the author. Looking unto Jesus. Faith, faith is a gift. Some of you are under enough pressure it is, as it is. You don't need the added pressure of, oh, God, I've got to get more faith. I've got to get more faith. You're like, what do I do? You're under enough pressure as it is. So faith is a gift. It's a grace. And grace is, first of all, received by asking. That's the pattern, pattern of, of the word. If you have a look at Luke 11, Jesus says, to those listening, if you evil fathers, you, you earthly fathers being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more does the heavenly father love to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So for some of you, you simply have to ask, rather than being condemned for not having enough faith and comparing yourself to other people, so I wish I had their faith, which you really don't know what faith they got. You don't really know what's happening on the inside. So you feel like you're in the faith lower class, the faith working class, you know? So you think, oh, you know, I don't have great faith. Yeah, so rather than, than, than looking at what you don't have, looking unto Jesus. Where are you looking? Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter. Some of you here, and you're like, God, I, I would love to have the faith I see in people around me. Gee, I'd love to have a faith. I'd love to have faith in Jesus, but I just don't believe. I just don't believe. You know, we believe because of Him. He gives us the ability to believe. Each and every one of us is hardwired for faith. We are. You have the good. You have the means. We, we as God's creation, we, we already have the mechanisms in place. No one has actually a head start on anyone else. It's just that your faith is probably directed through to something else at the moment. Might be to another person. It might be into your job. It might be to a football team. It might be to a tennis player. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but, you know, we all have the capacity to believe in something. And so none of us actually come out of the womb with any hidden advantage over anyone else in the area of faith. That wouldn't be fair, would it? No, no, we all have so... So some of you today just need to go to the next level by asking, oh, Lord, I really, I really do need more faith for my brother. I really do need new faith. It's like that, that season of that faith's run out. That faith has been depleted. God, I need more faith. I need faith. And I'm looking not into my own inadequacies, oh, how weak I am. I'm not looking to my own unbelief where I failed and stuffed up. No, I'm looking unto Jesus because he is the author. He is the author of my faith. Starts from him. Looking unto Jesus. Faith is not independent of Jesus. There was a, a father of a sick child in Mark chapter 8. I won't turn there, but no, it's not. It's Mark chapter 9. I haven't got my, I've got size 16 font and I'm still struggling without my glasses. <laughs> I have to go up to size 18. I'm not wearing my glasses up here. 
<laughs> Mark, Mark 9, uh, verses 23 to, to 24, Jesus says to this father, because this is the deal, let me uh, explain the situation. This father had a sick son. I mean, the son was tormented by seizures, and these seizures would would take hold of him and throw him into the fire and torment him and and hurt him. And uh, he, he was desperate. His father was in a desperate situation, and he'd already gone to the disciples. Can you pray for my son? Can you heal my son? And the disciples gave it a go. They, they did actually have a crack. They prayed, and uh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. So the father is really discouraged. And he has an opportunity to speak to the Lord Jesus himself. He tells him, uh, my son, my son needs a miracle. And your disciples, I even had them pray, and nothing happened. Nothing changed. I mean, can you imagine how desperate he must have felt? And Jesus says this to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This is very interesting. This man just made a confession of unbelief. I mean, you don't do that, do you? You can't do that. That's not the way you're going to get a miracle. You know, you can't, you can't put a foot wrong. You've got to make sure your confession is absolutely bang on. If you confess to not believing, that's a sure way for God to turn his back on you, walk out the door and goodbye miracle. Isn't that how it works? I mean, you've just got to have everything in order. You just, your belief has got to be 100% perfect. You, you can. I want you to know two things, actually three things from this story. Firstly, it's the guy's prayer. It's the guy's cry. Help! That's a really good place to start. Some of you today, you're facing some challenging situations, some of long standing. I'm seeing some of you, and it's situations of long standing. It just hasn't shifted. Nothing has changed. Uh, that's a really great prayer to pray. Help! Help! Then he has help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I think if we were to be honest, if I'm to be honest, that's the zone I live in most of the time. <laughs> hey, Lord, I believe. I do believe. Yes, I do have belief in me, but at the same time, there's unbelief. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. It's not being in denial about your unbelief. That's the power of this, because some of us go into double-mindedness. Now, James chapter 1 talks about double-mindedness, and that is, I believe, I don't believe, I believe, I don't believe, but that cycle is actually not doing anything about it. He did something about his unbelief. He was vulnerable, he was honest, he was authentic, he was truthful, and he said to the Lord Jesus, I have unbelief, help. I reckon that, that place, well, that moment was the turning point. Because guess what happened? He got his miracle. His son was healed. I tell you what, I've read that passage. I've read that story dozens of times over the years. Dozens, maybe even more. And it really rose up off the page at me recently. Hit me around the head like a wet salami and just... It's like, Vicky, have a look. Have a look. He made a confession of unbelief. 
Some of you in that place with God, looking at him face to face, bringing your brokenness, bringing those fears, bringing your desperation, bringing the thing that has just been dormant and stagnant and hasn't shifted or changed in all those years, saying, Lord, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Maybe that platform of vulnerability and honesty and authenticity and truth will position you for a miracle. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith comes. I love that. It comes. Just because you don't have it now doesn't mean it's not going to come. I wasn't here until last night. I was back home in DY. But Vicky comes. I wasn't here. Now I'm here. So just because you don't believe right now doesn't mean you're not going to. Faith comes. You might, you might have the most impossible, most impossible challenge. Financial, sickness, emotional. I'm seeing someone and there's someone in your family and there's an addiction. Oh, come and it's just been a continuing cycle. And it looks like they're free and they're not. And it looks like they're free and they're not. This has been something continuous of long standing and... And you know what? Your believer is, is exhausted. The believing in you is, is, you feel like it's extinguished, snuffed out. But faith comes. Just because it's not there now doesn't mean it's not going to be. Just because it's not there, just because your opportunity hasn't come yet, that moment that you've been believing for, the release of your gifting and your calling, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Faith comes. I love that. There's a gentleman in a, a check shirt nodding at me. What's your name, mate? Haddon. Haddon, faith comes. Faith comes. There's something. There's a mountain. There's a challenge. It looks insurmountable. It's defying you. Like Goliath, defying you. And uh, faith comes. It's going to come. Yeah, yeah. Not because of who you are, because of who he is. We position ourselves to, let me tell you what our job is, our responsibility. Because I'm telling you, Jesus is the author. Yeah. Jesus is the perfecter. I mean, so it's not even, I mean, he doesn't just start it. There have been times where I felt like my faith is shaky and I've actually cried, Lord, you're the perfecter. Give me the faith that I need to receive. Give me, get, I've got an L, I've got, it's flickering. There's a spark, but I know that I need more. Uh, Lord, perfect my faith. This is what we essentially see happening in, this, in the story of the, the father, the father with the um, with the son, the sick son, his faith was perfected. A miracle, supernatural, something he didn't have. Faith came. Faith came because he's the author and the perfecter. And so it comes, it comes from God, not from our mind, not from our intellect, not from our qualifications, our position, our calling, but our responsibility is to receive, is to receive. Faith comes by hearing. It's by hearing. Can the worship team return, please? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. So you've got to hear something. You've got to hear something. Faith comes by you hearing something. That word, that prophetic word you shared during the offering, um, Pastor Phil, was, uh, it, 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 carried faith. It, it released faith into my heart. I heard something. When I sat down, Yanitza said to me, did you hear that? Did you? Because I just ducked down the back. And she said, did you hear that? I said, I sure did. 
I said, that was good. She goes, I recorded it. I said, great, because I was going to ask you for it. So I'm hearing something that's just, it's shared during an offering message. And, I'm, I'm, and faith comes. Faith, I'm feeling something happening in my spirit. I'm feeling encouragement come. So faith comes by hearing. You can be, you can be hearing, you can be hearing, you can be hearing in all sorts of places, any time of the day. I mean, one of the reasons, you know, I love coming to church is because I just might hear something that, that releases faith. Yeah, and I need the faith, remember, to please God. It's an incredible thing. God says, without faith, it's impossible to please me. And, and while you're at it, I'm actually going to provide the faith and perfect the faith so you can please me. I mean, how good a deal is that? That sounds too good to be true. Exactly. That's the point. The gospel is good news, like good news. I see young children in this church who are going to have gifts of faith. Yeah, yeah, believing things that, you know, just, just things shifting and things emerging and things materializing because of the faith of children. You can have a gift of faith too, because it comes, it comes because of Jesus. It comes for the asking. Position ourselves to receive the word that is spoken. Now, there are other steps on the faith journey, and there is the step of obedience. Yep, there is the, there is the fight of faith. Ha, huh. let me tell you something about the fight of faith. The fight of faith is not a fight with faith. Faith is your friend. Oh, right now, I take authority over every negative association and connotation with the faith message. I break right now every religious mindset. Uh, some of you have been hurt and disappointed and discouraged because of steps of faith that you took in good faith and with a sincere heart. And it appeared to backfire. A and you've had a love-hate relationship with the word faith. Because it didn't turn out the way you expected and how you believed. And some of you, I'm seeing from a time past, felt like you were taken advantage of and ripped off in the name of faith. I speak healing. You know who you are. It's not for everyone, but you know who you are. And I declare today whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And some of you here today are being set free to believe again. Ha! To believe again. Fresh faith, new faith. There are some things of mine I've literally just had to, okay, Lord, it's, it's just the friend who I was believing for to get healed and who passed, who went to be with heaven. Who knows that that's not a, a matter of just waiting any longer. Like there are some things, some faith projects, some things we believe for that don't come to pass. That is the reality. Read Hebrews 13, like, like read Hebrews 11, I should say. Hebrews 11 talks about those who believed and never inherited the promise. Uh, faith people don't like, to, like, don't like to preach that verse. I've got one for you. In, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says, prophecies will fail. I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet, you know, but it says, and I've had prophecies that have failed. I have. Ones that I have received. But love never fails. Love never fails. There are things that I've literally, like, there are aspects of my life that have, do not look anything like what I believed, what I held on to, what was prophesied of. None. There are some that, and it won't, and it won't. It won't. 
so I look unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, not looking unto the, fa- the failed dream. Yep, the, the promise that died with his legs in the air. Because the reality is, as I look back at my life, a lot more have come to pass than haven't. Yeah, yeah. So it's worth, it's worth going the distance. It's worth, because the story isn't over yet. This is what, this is what I figure. The story, while well, I am living and breathing on planet Earth, and I'm going to wait and see uh, as I continue to look under Jesus, to receive the faith that comes, to, to believe, having done all to stand, stand. Let, 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 let's see how this story is going to pan out at the end of the day, because it ain't over yet. Let's see what he does with some of those seeds that have died and gone into the ground. Let's see what he does with some of the tears that have sown, that, that, have, that have flown and, and gone into the soil. Let, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm seeing another a gentleman. I think you're in the same road as a row as had in there. The black T-shirt. Can't see what's got the glasses on your head. What's your name, mate? Cameron. Cameron, it's a new day. It's a new day. And I do see... Uh, tears that have flown. I do see, I do see uh, pain and disappointment, and I see the seed that went into the ground and died. But there is, there is, there is movement. There is, there is life. Even in that seed that died, the seed still carries life. Now it's not going to look exactly like how what you thought. But I see you looking with satisfaction. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. We like to see and taste. I look at things, well, that looks good. I'll have a taste of that. Isn't it interesting? Taste and see. It's reverse. And I see a a level of commitment, Cameron, a level of surrender, a new level. Uh, I see a fresh encounter with the Lord. So what you've sown in tears, you're going to reap in joy. And you're going to think, wow, I never thought my life was going to look like this. But because you tasted, you're going to see that the Lord is good. There have been times and I've really thought, Lord, I believe in you, but I'm not quite sure what you're thinking up there. You know, I have. I have to be honest. I've been through crises of faith where I've really questioned the goodness of God. Had too many encounters. Too many encounters to ever, ever doubt His existence. But I'm sure there are some of you here today and you can relate to, God, really? Really? I'm working on a message at the moment on the, the prodigal son's brother. i never, ever seen that story from his perspective until very recently. I'll tell you what, I saw myself. I saw myself. I worked hard for you. <laughs> What have you done for me? (laughs) It's a new day, Cameron, but it's going to be preceded by a fresh surrender. A new, I I, I release trust. Trust, a new level of trust. Trust comes because of faith empowers us to trust. That force, that supernatural empowerment. Yeah, it's a new day. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. It's a sweetheart and the, the white top and the top knot. What's what's your name? Haiti? Katie. Katie, uh, you stood out through most of the message. Often in a message, there's a, there's a few that just... Is, uh, uh, God lights up people to me, but sometimes there are people that just lit up the whole time. Do you ever experience that? It's like the whole time, the whole message. And uh, 
God wants to encourage you, Katie. He is going to turn the pain into gain. He is. Oh, my gosh. And I see such, there's been such depth of pain. But you know what? Like the Father, I believe. I believe you do. There have been opportunities to totally throw the baby out with the bathwater. There have been opportunities to totally spit the dummy, throw away the bat and ball. I'm not playing no more. Like, I'm, I, am, I am out of the game. Like, and, and I see measures of frustration and measure, mind-blowing. Like, God, what the? What the? Lord, but, but Lord, I believe you have, you have literally dug your toes in. I see you ducking the heels in. And it's like, well, I believe. I believe. Look, and, and I've seen because of that, that, that determination, because of that dogged, like it's just... You remind me of the guy, there was a guy in the book. What was his name? The guy who fought for his bean patch. Who was he? Anyone remember him? This is back in the days, I think it was of King David, and this guy had a bean patch. And it says that he fought so hard to defend his, his bean patch that his hand stuck to the sword. I'll find, I'll find him. I'll Google guy fighting for bean patch in the Bible. You know, that, it'll come up. And that's, that's how you've been. Is it Kate or Katie? Katie, yeah, yeah, that's how you've been. You've just held on, held on that your hand is frozen. It's like I've got no choice. I'm just frozen. Even times I haven't wanted to. And there is a reward. Yes, there is. There is a reward. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek. Those who come to me, says the Lord, must believe that I am and that I am a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. There is a reward coming, Katie, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Nana Colleen, you have a gift of faith. You have a gift of faith for others. Yeah, you know, uh, of the First Corinthians 12, gifts of the Spirit, uh, I have a gift of encouragement. Some people think I have the First Corinthians. I did have the First Corinthians 12 gift of prophecy as a teenager, and um, but but encourage. Like I have, I'm an exhorter, exhortation, encouragement. Uh, Romans 12, encourager. Is a First Corinthians 12 gift of faith, which I see that you have, and I see it for others. Others in situations coming to you that seem hopeless, and you having the capacity to believe when others wouldn't believe, to believe in them, to believe the best, to believe for their future, to believe for provision, to believe for healing. I see a gift of healing as well, laying hands on the sick and they will recover. I see a fresh activation of those gifts within you, and going beyond your family, beyond the walls of your family, beyond even the walls of those that you know. I'm seeing your place in the house of God. Actually, I'm seeing it going through a growth spurt. I'm seeing you actually, uh, like in terms of your, your spiritual place, your, uh, your calling, your ministry in the house of God. I can just see you personally in your own right, just embracing a new level of authority. Something very pastoral about you. Pastor Nana Colleen. Very pastoral. But I see faith and healing, faith and healing, faith for the miracles, faith. But God's also going to give you faith for yourself, faith for your situation, faith, a new level of faith. You know, you know that people.
people think that us prophets can just hear from God perfectly all the time. Like we've got some head start on everyone else. But you know what? When I'm, when I'm walking out my walk, it's not as a prophet because my gift as a prophet is for the church. It's to build the church. It's not to build me, my life. It's to build the church. I'm just before the Lord, you know, uh, as his sheep, as his child. That's how I, I, I honestly, my, my gift I just have to walk it through like everyone else. It's not like I have this hotline to heaven before everyone when it comes to my own stuff. I get up here and pull superwoman. Because it's, it's the gift, it's the call. There it is, I step into it. But when I'm just doing life, oh, it's just... Thank you, Father. You know, I don't know, I don't know you all here today. I don't know what your relationship is like with God. I don't know if you have a relationship with God. I'm not going to assume because you're sitting in church that you do. That, that you, I'm not going to assume that you know Him. You might know about Him. You might even believe in God. But have you gone to the next step where you've opened up your heart? You've, you've, you've actually entrusted your life to God. You've asked Jesus. Asked Jesus into your life. Have you done that? Maybe there's someone here today, and today is your opportunity to. Maybe it might, I'm feeling there's someone here today, and it's just like a step closer. You know, these things can can take time, can be a process. I got born again, gave my life to Jesus Christ, Christmas Day, 1980. I was a teenager looking for truth, looking for a cause, looking for meaning. But the reality is, there were a number of years of, of people speaking into my life, encouraging me, sharing their stories. There's a number from the time I was probably about 15. Actually, I can even go back probably further when I, little things that were sown when I was uh, at, at a Christian club that I just went to only for a few months. Like, So I want to give you that opportunity to come to Jesus, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, to admit your need for Him. That's a good start. Help. I need you. Whether that's for the first time or maybe for someone here today, it's for another time. Because maybe, maybe you know what I'm talking about. And yes, you have prayed a prayer, received Jesus before. But the reality is you're not living like it anymore. You know that your heart's gone cold. If you were to be honest and real with yourself, you know that you're just living life on your own terms. And you've kind of put Jesus in the back. He's not just in the back seat of the car. Actually, he's in the boot. It's like, don't talk to me. You know, I just want to live my own life. Yes, I do believe. But now, God, there's more for you, hey? It's more, more for you. Get Jesus out of the boot of the car. Come on, let's put him back right there in the steering wheel, right where he belongs. Today is the day for someone here to come back, to come back. So right now, I would love for you just to close your eyes, not as a religious tradition. Hey, we do this in church and people just do it as a tradition. No, what I'm doing is I'm giving you a moment to reflect and to consider your spiritual condition. Would you do that for me, please? Just close your eyes. Do you know Jesus? Do you need to get right with Him? Do you need to come back? Do you want to know Him? Encounter. Encounter the living God. That He would know Him as your friend. He'd be a, you'd know God as your Father. That's you today. You'd say, Vicky, you're talking to me. Yeah, I need to do some, I need to do some business with God. If that's you, I'd love you to indicate. Right now, by just just shooting up your hand, give me a wave. I'll acknowledge your hand. I'll ask you to put it down. 
So you would know at this moment, you want to get right with God. You want to receive Jesus. You want to, yeah, you want to know God, not just know about Him. You want to come back to Him. Is there anyone like that right now? God bless you, sweetheart. Is there anybody else who'd say, yes, today I need to? I know God is, something's happening. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. I know it's, I just feel it might be someone else. I'm just going to linger a little longer and we're going to lead you in a prayer right where you are. So you would know on this day, August 2018, you made peace with God. You made peace with God. You received forgiveness. You received eternal life. You would know if your life was to end here, it would continue. Eternal life in heaven with God. Is there anybody else? I'm just waiting so I feel like there is another person. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you this space. Just shoot up your hand. I'll acknowledge it. Yeah, and then I'll ask you to put it down. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, we need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Oh, we open up our hearts to you right now. Holy Spirit and power. We need you, Lord. Yes, we need you, Lord. Holy Spirit, fall. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We give you our all. Oh, Almighty God, mighty God. Oh, you're Lord of all. Oh, yes, you are Lord of all. I break fear in Jesus' name. Oh, God, you never change. Oh, you never fail. Oh, Lord, oh, mighty, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. pray. We're going to pray right now. Darling, who lifted her hand, this prayer is for you. For anyone else, we're all going to join in. We're all going to pray together. But I'm still feeling real. If you pray this prayer and you pray it for the first time or for another time that you're getting right with God, but you haven't put up your hand, I really want you to tell somebody. I want you to let somebody know. Who knows that I didn't come all the way up the M1 from Sydney for you on this day. So can we pray this prayer together after me right now? Heavenly Father, I can't hear you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life. And right now, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry I've ignored you and live life my own way. But today, I choose your way. I thank you that you love me and you have great plans for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yes. listening to this message. 
For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.